Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast, everybody. This is the New Year's Eve edition, and we are calling it, what are we calling it, ladies? Three sisters and a guy. Three sisters, Three sisters and a brown guy. No. No, we said we weren't going to use brown. Trini. You're not going to call him brown? Trini. Trini. You could say a BBC. Just kidding. We don't know that. <laughs> Three. Okay. Three sisters and Brent. There you go. There you go. Uh, Brent's not with us now. We'll be talking to Brent later. Uh, we are once again recording from our closet with Jen can fit people in her closet. So she has two sisters. <laughs> She has the Amanda, who is the reigning queen of our podcast with the most listens. Although Cletus is coming up pretty quick. I'll be here all week, don't worry. (laughs) It's because I've been promoting Cletus's. Uh, We'll be talking to Brent a little bit later. But before we get into everything, uh, we have to listen to the music. You guys ready for the music? Yeah. Okay, hit it. Let's go. Welcome to the Loose and Conversational Podcast. What did your Sims do? Like, what was a common storyline for your Sims? Cheating. Cheating? (laughs) (laughs) That music reminds me of Sims. I'm shopping. When you go shopping in Sims, that's the music that... I had a cheat that would make my girls get pregnant randomly, so I would, like, always knock up my teenage daughters. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We were talking about Sims, the game, and so what was the common storyline that we played? Because we all played it pretty obsessively. And Mandy's... Was cheating. I would always make my. I would yeah, try to same. see how. I would try to see how, how many boyfriends. Yeah, have, I get yeah. so many boyfriends, <laughs> and I would try to cheat on them with like. I would have like parties, you know, because you throw parties. Yeah, and then I'd like try to hook up with multiple of them at parties and see which ones would get mad and catch me. So yeah, you were having great. an orgy. No. What, and when were you guys playing Sims? Oh, I played up until I had Miles. So up until yeah, Jen had like eight years ago. Like a teenager, I yeah. Feel like. yeah. I was playing it when I was. And a the teenager. things you'd start playing Sims and you'd play the for whole like a whole day, like it, it just sucked you in. And my storyline was that I would always, I had a, a special mod that would knock up my girls randomly, and so I would always get my teenage daughters pregnant. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, it was a good, it was a good game, and I miss it every like every so I often. I I'm wish like, I oh, still have it. I just want to. And then it. they'd come out with like Sims on like PlayStation, and it's it just wasn't the same. the same. The computer, you could download so many things, yeah. different mods. It was I cultivated my collection quite seriously. I played it once. It's the shittiest game I've ever played. Oh God, no! You need to because you don't have an imagination. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Jen had. I the- have an imagination. Mm-mm. You could have lived out your swinging lifestyle through Sims, David. You no, you know what you need to play then. What you guys? Oh, because you guys have a Xbox now, right? Yeah. Do you guys have Grand Theft Auto Five? No. Even though it's like six or seven years old. Yeah, no, it's not the same though. No, it's not the same. No, it's way better. It's way better. I know what you're thinking. I know why you think it's not the same. I played it. I was like the Grand Theft Auto queen here. Grand Theft Auto Five though, or online? Sorry, Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah, I would play it online. I had an Xbox. Mandy's a pretty serious game. I have an there. Xbox and a PlayStation, just not the newest ones. I'm not repping the new ones. Well, then you have nothing. Oh, geez. You don't have the PlayStation 5 or neither Xbox, so you don't. I have nothing. Exactly. So you have nothing. <laughs> all right. So let's talk about a few things right off the top here, because we don't have all, we don't have like two hours like we did with Amanda. That's true. Okay. Carry on. Introduce your sister. Uh, well, this is Amanda. Uh, you've met her before. She is my oldest, youngest sister. Uh, and this here is my Alyssa, who goes by Lucy in our family. And she has been, she's our youngest sister, sister. but not my youngest sister, <laughs> if that makes any sense, which I know it doesn't. 
All right. Anyways, my youngest sister, Alyssa, part of this family. Not my youngest sister, but the youngest sister here. You have big shoes to fill there, Alyssa. (laughs) Did you you listen to Amanda's podcast? I did, yes. Uh, How many men have you slept with? Why right off the top, David? You got to eat a girl in. You got to take her out for dinner first. Buy her a few drinks. Alyssa's different. Okay, first off, first off. I am easing her in. <laughs> Alyssa doesn't slide into it like Amanda. I've She's never counted. She plays honest. hard to get. Okay, there you You've go. You've never counted? No, I've never sat there and counted how many people I've slept with. I have, but it's only four, so it didn't take me I was, was going to say, to be fair, <laughs> Do you guys know, I've, does I've tried. Know? I've tried in the last couple of years. Jenna and I have sat after wine and like started counting. We've we, we can, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I keep forgetting. And then two days later, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did sleep with that guy, too. So it's... Who knows? I it's guess more. Knows? It's more than the fingers I have. I mean, David's is five. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> oh it's wow. Okay, so five. you're four. You're five. How many people have you slept with? More than the fingers I have. Ten. More than ten. I would oh, say no. I'm closer to twenty. That's not even that bad. It's like nothing. I'm lowballing. I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which is like you're lowballing. Sounds like you got to get back out there for the twenty. <laughs> I live my best life for my twenties. Okay. It doesn't sound like you did. That's my point. Well, I mean, they're hardly scores. I'm disappointed. I mean, I have more than twenty. I'm yeah. just not going to admit to that. Okay. Okay. Fair. 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 <laughs> Alyssa, more. Than- you think you have twenty fingers? Yeah, toes, fingers, and no, toes. No, at first I said I have more than. More, I've slept with more than the fingers I have, but Jen's pressing me for more details. And she's like, <laughs> she's like egging me on. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. I'm just saying, if you're living your best life, you wouldn't have slowed down to like ten in your twenties. No. My whole idea was to spur some conversation to get to know uh, Lucy a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, well, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're learning Lucy's role in yes. our in our sisterhood here. <laughs> I don't know how about you guys. She sits in, but she sits in between you guys and <laughs> and sort of acts like she's watching tennis. Yeah, we're allowed. Jen's talking. Yeah, we're allowed and overshare. <laughs> Alyssa just like slides into the background. I think it's definitely. I think I've probably slept with more than twenty people, but I think to be fair, I've been single for most of yeah. my life. Yes, so, that's true. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Def- yeah. I would say it's definitely more than twenty, but I haven't counted. It's definitely a drop in the bucket compared I, to I just Cletus. Feel, I feel like Lissy's more easygoing, and like I don't know, you just like you what don't get easy caught going? up. No, oh. like you don't get caught up in like what it means to sleep with a man. Like you know what I mean? I think she does. She's mm-hmm. emotionally attached. I'm not, I didn't say she's not emotionally. No, attached. but I think she takes I'm just it saying seriously. She's more free spirited. <laughs> we'll t- we'll tell we'll tell you what Alyssa feels. I've had too many yeah. one night stands. If that's what you're asking. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, so we had a friend who would wait till like 90 day mark in order to like go. She's never did in her life. <laughs> so Me she either. would preach. Would either of you wait 90 days before you took that step in a relationship? I used to wait a month. I would try. Yeah, what happened is a different thing. I yeah, think. fair. I was like these rules, like if you met my family. Or I have a question about this: Is it a month from when you meet them, or a month from when you start going out on dates, or is that the same thing? I think the thing is that you have rules, or at least I think we've had rules in our mind, but they never really were rules. (laughs) No, it's funny because there was one point in my life in my dating career, (laughs) dating career, where I brush up that resume. (laughs) I did. I tried to instill the one month rule. Yeah. And I didn't like, cause I, myself, I'm like, I'm not going to waste three months of my life to find out you have a shrimp dick. Very important. So I 12 minutes and 38 seconds in case everybody's wondering how long it took us to come up with dick size. I was wondering. Yeah. I'm like, how long was it? (laughs) At least it wasn't you, David. At least it wasn't Um, you. (laughs) And I would impose the one month rule. And I have to say, I hated it and I loved it. I hated it because 
uh, you know, it, you had to become quite creative at times because if guys were like, oh, let's just watch a movie, like you had to constantly <laughs> be like, no, like I can't. But and I also hated it because it, it generally and it's like a hate to love thing. It generally knocked out all the guys who were with me for the wrong reasons because no man who just wanted to sleep with me after a date or two was going to stick around for a month but that's a good thing i guess i mean it was but it was like ouch like ouch like you were really only with me just to sleep with me okay cool cool but you eliminated those people so that's good well but at the time your ego is a little yeah for sure you're like am i not good enough but would you rather you yeah i know yeah would you rather have slept with him and then had him bounce anyways well i've I've never really had a guy like sleep with me and bounce I guess and they the, keep and the dick size. I got yeah. the wop, you know? The wop, yeah. There's a reason I have You a have the wop? Wet ass pussy? Yeah. Okay, so that is a term that we are now using <laughs> in our daily language. Yeah. I mean, on the podcast, anything goes. Okay, for me, so can you explain to me what does wop mean? Is? Like, for me, wop is. Cardi B song. I know, but like. Weekly Amazon package in my world. <laughs> oh, wap. Wet ass pussy. Wet ass pussy, yeah. I learned that from TikTok. Yeah. Okay, but like, so girls refer but, to it like if you want, like it's kind of got like blown up a little bit. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah, you know I know that. the song. I know the song, but it's I've never greater been able than to that now. It sentence. really represents <laughs> when women have the goods, and any man will do what they will do for the goods. Like no woman can just get, you know, a guy like Adrian, who's serial bachelor, to move in and have a baby and be family man. That's the WAP for you. So you have a WAP? Is that a metaphor for something else? You didn't date in my area. It just means it's a powerful pussy. It's a powerful yeah. pussy. Oh, okay. powerful yeah. pussy. Okay. Thank you for... Okay. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Okay, can I can I ask a question about it? Mm-hmm. About I forgot you were here. I forgot you were here. But about yeah, I the WAP my personal. <laughs> I know. What What is the part... Why is it called an ass pussy? Because it's wet ass, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I don't get the wet ass pussy part. <laughs> like it's really, it's think, really wet. I think they had it's really yeah, I think, slick. Yeah, I think they need to do that, and I think just wet pussy just wouldn't. It's not catchy, you know. And then and they, it's not and big they, enough, you know. It's like yeah. wet ass pussy, yeah, not just like wet. Oh, pussy. Okay. so it means like it means like really wet pussy. Yeah, like the goods, like yeah, you know, the goods. Like the it, best, yeah, like bitch ass, you know. Like it just, it's an, it's a, a boss ass bitch, boss ass bitch. Like because there's, a, there's not, there's not much of a difference between ass and pussy, like physically. Some might say there's a huge difference. I don't push a baby out of my ass. It's like true. an inch and a half at best. I don't stick a dick <laughs> in my ass yet. <laughs> Anyways, that's what it means, David. So Mandy's got a wet ass pussy. Alyssa, mm-hmm. I have weekly Amazon packages. Wait, what does the weekly Amazon package mean? WAP in my world. Oh, I get it. Weekly Amazon package. There you go. <laughs> it's almost a DAP, daily Amazon package, but... <laughs> all, all right, Lucy, what's your style? Amazon package or <laughs> wet bum poon? I don't really actually support Amazon that much. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my sister. Right so she's got the wet ass pussy. <laughs> Why don't you support Amazon? Well, it's not that I don't support Amazon. I do get the convenience and the efficiency of it, but I think it's better to support local. And also for the environment, we should not be, or we should try to steer more towards buying locally. In you know what, if Amazon was more properly packaged, by properly, I mean like, you know, you open it, it comes in bubble wrap, and then there's a box, and then there's tissue, and then there's more plastic things in there. Like, it's just very there's wasteful. There's like a TikTok video where it's like uh, Amazon... Uh, 
packages people like in the warehouse and they like take this tiny thing and put like this giant yes. box. Yes, <laughs> like, that's Amazon. It's like what box is the right size? The biggest box. Okay. I know. I was saying <laughs> I was saying to Adrian after we finished Christmas and like literally everything was wrapped in Amazon packages. Like yeah. everything I unwrapped and everything I wrapped was yeah, Amazon. It's taking packages. over. I was like Amazon needs to have like a recycle thing. Like we can yes. return the boxes. That's a good idea for them to reuse. Yeah. Because why? Like, you guys are such nerds. I know. Oh. Well, Jeff Bezos gave up half oh. of his fortune to his ex-wife, so I, it's our responsibility to fill that half back up for him. I mean, what's he yeah. going to do with only a few hundred billion dollars? You and know, if we recycled our boxes, yeah. he wouldn't be paying for more boxes. David, you don't recycle care. your boxes. Like what? You don't. You don't. Like what is your opinion on this? Well, of course, I recycle my boxes. It's with Christmas, though. I ordered everything from Amazon, and it came down into two categories. One stuff I was able to order, like in a they say wrapped, but they just put it in a cheap bag. Yeah. And and then the stuff that I couldn't. And do you know what I did with the stuff that I couldn't? What? I just left it in the Amazon box, and they opened an Amazon box. You are such a gem. They got excited. Who doesn't get excited about opening an Amazon box? I'd get more excited about a present, but... you It was a present. No, but like wrapped with care and love. Even Alyssa, who wrapped Recyclably Responsible, also toasted some oranges and found some branches and just made it you a very beautiful that? package. Yeah, I went in. That's amazing. I thought you got, like, got it at Michael's or something. <laughs> no. Your wrapping no. was my favorite. It was beautiful. You there know, you I think it's in Alberta, it's hard to be environmentally conscious. And we were having this conversation with Curtis and Joel the other day. But I think like spending the summer in Tofino and on Vancouver Island and seeing how much plastic is washing up on the beaches, it's actually devastating. Like it's it's a problem. None of our plastic ends up in the ocean. Edmonton is one of the world leaders for landfill technology. If we could do anything to help the environment, it would be to take our landfill technology and take it to countries that are putting the plastic in the ocean. It actually, we don't generate enough plastic here to make an impact anywhere because it all goes into a responsible landfill. Huh. So what is this technology then? Well, I'm glad you asked because it's world leading. <laughs> See, I know how to talk to Amanda to kind of get her hot and bothered. <laughs> I have this feeling with Lucy. It's like talk about how good we are with the environment. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so even though, even though you're going to say, oh, you're a fucking asshole, you're using plastic. No, Edmonton, long ago, we pioneered the idea. What we do is we don't just throw garbage. Uh, so when I have plastic or whatever I have for garbage, and I do separate for recycling because Edmonton has a world-class recycling program program, which loses money and isn't sustainable, but whatever. Uh, So I take my garbage, I put it in a bag, I put it at the curb. A man comes, puts it in the truck, and he drives it to the landfill, which is land that has been cleared and lined. That's the important thing. So it's all lined. And then they put, obviously, our garbage in there. The lining protects the ground underneath and the groundwater and things like that. Then eventually it'll fill. They'll uh, put dirt on top of it, and the land will be reclaimed. And actually, what is the... There's a park in the northeast. Rundle Rundle Park used to be the dump. And when you yeah, when you go there, it's all kind of lumpy and hilly and weird. It's because it used to be the dump. So rather than taking at people in Edmonton and saying, okay, stop using straws because the oceans are getting polluted, our straws don't end up in the ocean. What we should do is go to places like Indonesia. Because you know what they do in Indonesia? In Indonesia, you take your garbage, you put it in a bag, you put it out in the curb. A guy in a truck comes and picks it up, takes it to the ocean. At low tide, they set it on the beach. And then high tide comes... And then low tide comes and the garbage is gone. 
So what people in countries like Canada should be doing is we should be exporting our technology to countries like Indonesia and making a real difference because people aren't going to stop making garbage. Yeah, but you can change people to be more mindfully conscious of how much waste they're producing every day. Like I just think North Americans are especially bad. I think in the Western world, it's it's the fashion industry, it's the cosmetic industry. And like the plastic that's washing up on the beaches in on Vancouver Island, it's from it's there's it's from the self like beaches. probably boaters like beer. It's coming. It's coming. No, it's it's from that big swirly thing, that big, huge garbage. You know what I mean? Like there's that. I think it's coming from the States, honestly. No. Oh, my God. I can't believe you don't know this. I thought you were the environmentalist. No, there's a huge swirling thing in the ocean. What's it called? Somebody look at your phone. I don't have my phone on me right now. A tide? You're looking at me like I'm an idiot on Zoom. I know what you're talking about. I don't know if that's where it's. It's like this enormous thing where it sucks in all the stuff. Everything that falls in the ocean goes into this huge current thing and get sucked into this big area but kind of between north america and asia and it's huge and every now and then little bits of it split off like like the garbage that washes up on vancouver island it could come from indonesia or japan it could come from australia it could come from south america it could come from anywhere hi everyone it's me polly the loose and conversational podcast moderator what dum dum is babbling about is called the great pacific garbage patch It is a gyre of marine debris particles and garbage, in the central North Pacific Ocean. For more information, check out the link in this podcast page on looseandconversational.com. Yeah, I spent I spent a good portion of this fall cleaning the beaches. It's definitely not coming from Asia. It's it's there was like English labels like from the plastic, so it's definitely coming from. I think it's coming from the United States, to be honest. God, they're the worst. They are the worst. <laughs> America. Well, Seattle's yeah. right there too. But yeah, we don't. Like we don't have to bore tourist. the audience with environmentalism. <laughs> I think it's. A, I, I think it think... is important, though. I think. Oh no! I, no, I cut all this stuff out. <laughs> wow, rude. That's like what my sister's David's about. not about educating people. He's about entertaining. No, but I think, I think there's two things. I think I think Lissy has a good point, and I also think David has a good point. I think we can educate ourselves. The privileged countries the first world countries but i do think in third world countries they just don't have the the meat like the abilities to be able to do such a thing yeah and you know, I, so yeah. I agree yeah, i think yeah like, 100%. we need to infiltrate I yes guess, third world countries I know, I know that. yeah if we're going to invest dollars right in canada to solve the plastic that's washing up in the ocean or any of these kinds of things it's invested by sharing technology with the rest of the world but, but empty virtue signaling by saying we're going to get rid of single-use plastics, which is good. I'm not saying we shouldn't do that, but saying that that's the solution. Well, for us here in Edmonton, it contributes absolutely nothing. Yeah, it doesn't nothing. harm anyone by adopting paper straws or banning plastic. Well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't harm anyone. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't do it and think you're helping anybody. It's not helping anybody. It's helping the environment. And I just want to point out one thing, but I just want to point, I just want to point out one thing. Just one thing. <laughs> you had to clear land for the landfill itself. So how many trees did they cut down? How much stuff did they dig out of the ground? Like you're still at some, you can't tell me that a landfill doesn't affect the environment in a negative way. There is a negative impact and more garbage means more land that's being used to break down. And we all know how long it takes for some plastic to be mm-hmm. broken down. Since the invention of plastic, do you know as a percent how much of that plastic is broken down? Say that again? Since the invention of plastic, how much of that plastic, so like lots of plastic has obviously been created and lots have gone into landfills in different places. As a percentage, how much of that plastic is broken down? 50. Zero. Wow. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? That's like, I'm not saying gonna, plastic is good. Yeah, that's I was going to say, I remember grade nine science class. You're, my, you're my, charming my other yeah. sister here, David. You've got some options. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, in my 32 years, I've uh, learned <laughs> I was going to say, though. Don't tell her. You guys might already know this, but this is something that amazed me. In my grade nine science class, my my teacher at the time said she refused to buy from like Chinese food places specifically because they always use styrofoam and she said styrofoam yeah. does not break down. Yeah. It never breaks down. So she's, she was saying like, don't buy from styrofoam. So now every, anything, anytime something comes in styrofoam, I freak out. Yeah. What is like, your freak out? Are you like, Oh my God. Or I want to just... burn it. <laughs> I literally well, they do that burn in Vietnam. It. They literally, and Cambodia, they'll take their garbage in the middle of their garbage. community, in their communities, their hamlets, and they'll just they'll burn, burn it into garbage yeah. or they'll throw it down rivers. Which hurts the ozone. Yeah, I know. So Alyssa and I were talking earlier today, not to get off the environmental topic, but you're going to delete it anyway. So uh, we were talking a little bit about Alberta culture and what makes Alberta specifically Albertan. I'm from Saskatchewan. I know, but so you would have a perspective. Obviously, born and raised in Edmonton here, Alyssa's done quite a bit of traveling. Mm-hmm. So how would you describe Albertans? Albertans? Me? Yeah. Well, I think there's, we have our own conception of our culture. And then yeah. I think when you travel outside of Canada, you start to realize that the rest of the country fucking hates you. Alberta? <laughs> yeah. I think the first experience Oh, the rest I of the country The rest hates of the country. Alberta. Yeah. No, no, I know no, David okay. hates us. Like, hates yeah. Us. Like I, when I did the Explore program. I hate some of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're misunderstood for sure. And I think, I think it's like a, I compare it a lot to Americans in the sense of like when you see an American outside of their environment, they're kind of this, uh, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> no, compare it too be, much, be but like, honest, 100% yeah. honest. I just think that like Albertans take their way of life and they, when they leave the province, they think that everywhere operates like that. And I think they are kind of hit with some realities that not everyone has the same mentality or the same values. And I think I appreciate Albertans because I'm from here, but I think it was like, yeah, I went when I was like 18 or 19, I went and studied, I had spent a semester in Quebec and it was like, it was a cool experience because there was all these students from Ontario, uh, BC, Alberta. I think there was some Saskatchewan um, and some from the East coast. And I just remember like I felt backed into a corner because I think everybody has this conception that Albertans hate the environment and that we're just, we don't care and we're (laughs) arrogant. And I just remember getting into all these arguments and having to defend myself when I never even thought I had to. But there was interesting, like people have these sort of, yeah, not good opinions about Albertans. Like, yeah. No, I agree. I think like even like me, who's immersed in um, diversity in terms of my friends and things like that, like we are very much viewed as racist and yeah, yeah that's another um, like Americans, like conservative, conservative, misogynistic. So, do you think that's accurate or not accurate? To a degree. I think to a degree. I think there are definitely. I've experienced racism firsthand here in Edmonton. Uh, I mean, we had like right. KKK yeah, yeah. going on as the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah, but everybody has KKK. No, That's not I'm Alberta just, specific. No, well, no, it's not. There's KKK across the country, across the world, right? Maybe not. I don't think world, it's across the world. But across North America. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe. I, well, in 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 
places. I don't think it's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But it's more prevalent in some areas. I'm it's, not saying yeah, that it's she's specific right. to Alberta. I'm just saying it's more prevalent. You're we are right. more rural. We are more blue collar. Hey, we are more Ku lack Klux of Klan education. In Vancouver. I can join. There it. is. But like, I, I just remember like I was visiting one Christmas and I went out to White Ave and I just remember this Syrian boy outside of one of the bars. And like, this was in the heart of the Syrian war. I think it's still going on. I don't know. Anyways, like he couldn't speak a word of English. And I just remember all of these guys came out of the bar and they like started pushing him and they're like, go back to your own country. And I was like, that was like shocking to me, like to see that. And like, yeah, I I just think Alberta, there's a lot of immigrants in Alberta. Mm -hmm. I can't speak for Saskatchewan or Manitoba. I I guess there's a lot of immigrants in Montreal too, though. But I wonder. Well, everywhere in Canada, we have a lot of immigrants. And we always have. I even like. I even remember going to the bars when I was like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. And I remember one night in spe- specifically, we were trying to get into a really popular bar at the time. It was Iron Horse. It was me and my friend Priscilla, who's Spanish. Um, and then we were with three black guys who were all Trinidadian, and just like Brent. Only he's Indian. <laughs> they were Trinidadian. And Priscilla and I went first because we're the girls and it was cold. And the guys were being gentlemen and like, let us go in. And the, they scanned our IDs and let us in. And then they refused to let in my other friends, three black guys. And pr- when my friend and I got in there, the club was dead. It wasn't <laughs> like it was at capacity. It was probably because they were black. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> There's racism here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I get you. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, I, I was... I don't know where I said this or made this point or something a little while ago. By the way, Alyssa, do you get do you like guys who are uh, anti-racist? Yes, I mean, does I don't even want my friends to be. All right, get get ready because I, I have some controversial opinions on this. <laughs> this really this really pisses some people off when I say this. Here here's my my basically opinion about racism in Alberta and in Canada and even in a lot of places. So, would you agree that the problem is white people? No. You, you you don't think white people are racist? Okay, why not? I think racism is any culture. Any race, any yeah. culture, yeah. any mentality. Like Okay, what the guys who beat up the Syrian guy, what were they? Pretty sure, yeah, they were white. They were redneck. They were not from Edmonton. They were from some hillbilly town in Alberta, I guarantee it. Okay, actually, that's funny that you say they're not from Edmonton, because this is another thing I've noticed, is a lot of people in Edmonton think that, that the ideals and the way things are in Edmonton reflect Alberta, and Edmonton is 100% an outlier. Ed- yeah. Edmonton is not Alberta. Yes. Right? Edmonton is its own little I agree. En- enclave in the middle of, of, of some of the worst people alive. And... <laughs> Like I, I used to love being in Alberta. I'm I'm from Saskatchewan, but I used to love being in Alberta. I used to be proud to be in Alberta. And the last two years, not even sort of, like not even sort of, right? Like there's the the worst people in the world, as far as I'm concerned. There, you 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 would have to look long and hard to find worse people than make up the majority of Albertans. Calgary, yeah. Well, but but, but I'm just talking about Alberta, right? Like yeah. not just not just small, but like Lethbridge and Medicine Hat and like all the small towns and all the farms and everything. Like 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 really shitty people I, and i'll just go ahead and say it and if anybody wants to shit talk me shit talk me i don't care but why do you think that is like why do you think there is yeah shitty people i guess because and you can even see it now in people who still insist that the solutions for alberta is revitalizing the oil and gas industry yeah. and people mm-hmm. cannot accept the fact that the world if it hasn't moved on 
It's in the process of moving on from oil and gas. And what oil and gas provided was ridiculously high paying jobs. For uneducated people. Uneducation. Yeah. Yeah, And I I just want to interject with privilege here because I have to say there was a lot of like privileged men who could afford coming to another province or vice versa or whatever and work here. They, they didn't, they had dollars to their name. Essentially. It wasn't like people, like people coming from Quebec that had no dollars to their name. Like they couldn't get here. And we all know the type, right? Yeah. Yeah. People, people, people who think being loud equals being right. You know what I mean? Bullies and and just the worst of everybody. But not we didn't we didn't just have that. We didn't just reward that. We started wrapping virtue around it. Right. We started saying, you know, you guys are what makes Alberta great. We we could not do what we do without you. And so if you're a young guy and you're, you know, you're 17, 18 and you're looking at everything that the world has to offer you and people tell you, well, fuck going to school, just go work in the oil patch. Right. Make $150,000 a year, do that for a few years, buy a house, and then go do what you want to do. So they signed on for that. And then they got gypped because they went and did the work and then they got laid off. And now they're 30 or they're 35 or they're whatever they are. And they're still waiting for the oil patch to restart again so that they can go back to their and And instead of having the life that they kind of wanted, they had a taste of it. And now they're bitter and now they're angry and now they're looking at somebody to take it out on. One of the things that I just can't stand about Alberta is every time we have any kind of anything we have like the proud boys show up or we have racists show up or we have whatever and we have people we have white supremacists show up right and this is the thing that i say that always pisses people off there is no such thing as a white race like there isn't and people who say oh well you know i object to this race few people will say that but people feel comfortable saying i object to a certain culture and it's always a culture where the people are a different color than they are you know what I mean? And so we say, well, you know, well, we don't say it. I don't say this, but there's there's people who will say, you know, it, it should be OK to be proud of being white. It should be proud, OK to be proud of white culture. It should be proud, OK, to be all these different kinds of things. It's like, well, OK, well, what is that? Because like I'll I actually I think I know Jen. I don't know. So Amanda and Lucy, what like I don't know what your background is. You're like, I don't have no clue what you are. Like your grandparents, where'd they come from? You're, no, you're, you're not white. Pian- That's the point I'm trying to make here. Well, we're going to do a. But what kind Ukrainian, of European? Eastern Ukrainian, European. Ukrainian and yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a little bit of Scottish in it. Ukrainian and Dutch. Okay, there you go. Yeah. We're... Okay, there you go. So I'm Scottish. Like, my family's Scottish. And I have a little bit of English in me. So if you went back 100 years ago, you know, or 150 years ago, uh, and you're Ukrainian, we're not the same people, right? I'm, I'm Scottish, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a citizen of the British Empire, and I'm probably a Protestant Catholic. You're Ukrainian. Right, you're not the same thing. You're you're a couple levels below me. I was gonna say we're not better, not a couple levels below you. Well, but whatever. But that's what people think, right? So, and then the question becomes, well, what's a white person? Like, if you're saying I'm white, what am I? And people will say, well, you're Caucasian, and it's like, well, that doesn't really mean anything. The point about being white is, which being white is is nothing more than privilege. Like that's all it is. Like that's all it is. And anybody who says they're better because they're white. Or they're proud because they're white, or they have a culture to defend because they're white. They're just talking about privilege. But those are also the same people who will say who won't acknowledge the privilege. And at that point, it's like, well, then you don't know what you're talking about, right? And that and that's where for me the whole idea about white supremacy and all these these ridiculously ignorant people who feel proud talking about it. And to me, that's Alberta. Like those guys are they're the ones who drive the political agenda. They're the ones who like yell at everything the loudest. Whenever anybody looks at us, that's what they see. And so how do you be proud of that? I agree. Yeah, but it's about realizing there's so much more to Alberta. And I try to 
I yeah. try to tell is people there? that. I think yes. there is. Well, I mean, you just, like us. Well, you just said Edmonton's yeah. an outlier. So, I mean, yeah. you acknowledge that there's good people, I assume, in Edmonton. So, I mean, that's not Alberta, right? I mean, obviously, it seems like a large portion of Alberta. But, you know, I know a lot of good people. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like, I know, like, when people refer to us, like Americans or even other Canadians refer to... Americans don't even know where we are. Alberta. Well, yeah, they don't. They also, don't. Alberta, Canada, they'll be like, no, no, no. Just say Canada. <laughs> I was going to say, no, no they I don't, don't know. know. They I don't just, know. Like, don't even bother. I've said there enough States. times that I've been to 100. Vegas, Cancun. Yeah. Just say Canada. Canada. Just say Alberta, Edmonton. They're like, oh, where's that? Or I can say I'm next to British Columbia and they'll be like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that close to Vancouver? Yeah. Or they know no, Vancouver they know and Toronto. Yeah, Maybe Montreal. Yeah, they don't know That's Alberta. It. No. And we fund all their oil, I'm pretty sure. Well, they have a whole state like Texas that has their oils. Oils. <laughs> oil. I'm Ooh. just saying. But I like I like going into the history of Alberta and I think I there is a there are good people here and it's yeah. It does stem like there were Eastern yeah. Europeans that settled here. I've been to Eastern Europe. I love Eastern Europeaners and I I feel like when I go there I identify with them. But I guess I think the the They're true traditional. the true reflection of Alberta is our politics at this point in time which yeah. is and the fact what people that Kenny see, got what, elected. What is media yeah. and our intolerance. Yeah, the fact that Kenny got elected, the fact That's that the federal election Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, wasn't it? Was all c- conservative over 50 percent of the country was conservative we're we're a conservative country yeah and that and i think that's a reflection i mean kenny got in based on you know lack of uh you know support of the lgbq well neither did i I mean edmonton Mm -hmm. didn't right so but i guess our politics is a reflection of who's in alberta and but i mean granted kenny got voted in because of the oil and gas like i'm gonna bring it back you know well you know what and i just want to interject here quickly because you don't have to announce that you're interjecting every time you interject well i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> this is close to my heart, but oh. lately, yeah, I found out because I'm about to head back to work and go off of maternity leave. But Alberta Health Services, which is like majority of the healthcare workers right now in Alberta, are working. We've been through. We've been working in this whole COVID thing. We've never had days off, kind of thing. But what I've been finding out. Uh. Don't even, David. Don't even. David's girlfriend works. I live with a nurse. Yeah. No, but I'm, no, you're not even listening to what I'm about to say right now. That's true. I have multiple. Well, how do I listen to something you're about to say? <laughs> well, yeah, no, you're, Shut already, up and you're listen. already coming with opinions and judgment yeah. before you even hear what I'm about Active to say. Active listening skills, David. Yeah. As long as you keep that puppet show you're doing going, I'll be quiet. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it's not even that bad. I know. He's really it's looking. just getting him excited. <laughs> oh my god! Anyways, I've been finding out a lot lately, like with the strict protocols around COVID, that like nurses, maybe not nurses, because I, I should say social workers, people who are with a different union, because UNA is very different from HSAA. But HSAA has like not protected the workers whatsoever. So for example, now anytime you even have a sore throat, you're you're expected to report it, mm-hmm. which is 100% right. No, well, that's everywhere. But then though. this is the kicker. It doesn't matter if your test came back negative or whatever, they will require you to take a two-week quarantine unpaid. That's everyone. Yeah, that that's everyone. But that's, that's everyone. fucked up. That's the it's people the who are working in hospitals who are <laughs> exposed to COVID on a regular it's were the expected public to order. just yeah. It's the public health. Do to take off a forced two weeks. We work do the same thing nothing. at work. We do the same thing at work. 
Ma- Mandy just realized there's a <laughs> pandemic on. Because you can get a negative test on day one and get it on day five, no, six, or seven. They're getting them to take repeated tests. Yes, because that's the protocol. It's fucked up. That's not you. There's these things called outbreaks that paralyze why, you and why ruin am everything. Why risking my health? Why am I going to work to protect the public when no one's protecting my ass if I was to get sick? Well, you have sick time. Not right now. Not on mat leave, I don't. But you don't have any bank from before? Not enough to cover... Two weeks, yeah. But I know? guess that's why the government has the support in place, right? I mean, you can no, get they government don't. support. Yeah, they do. No. Government. The federal government has given you two or $2,000 or whatever to take this two weeks off. Like, there's all these supports No, in there's place. nothing right now. No, there is. It's the federal... Yeah. No, there is. <laughs> well, not that we're aware of, or maybe not that the social workers are eligible for no, it. No, everybody's eligible for it. If you are... Every required, time they're co- required to take two weeks yes. off. Yes. All right. There's supports in place. It is a standard. Well, then no one knows about this shit because every, <laughs> everyone I've been talking to, no, everyone I've been talking to straight up is pissed about the fact that. Well, that's a, the ignorance of people is a big they're, problem. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. putting their health at risk. They're going to work every day. They're doing, they're following the protocols and they're getting. But that's everybody. Required. That's not just nurses or social workers. That's grocery store workers. That's hotel workers. Like it's mm, everybody. No, and I don't think I. I don't think grocery stores are holding up the same standards as a they hospital are, because if it's the same. It's the public health protocol. Yeah, but I don't think. But there, if you look at the numbers, there's a lot more grocery store workers that are getting sick than anybody else next to long term care workers. Most of it's in, in like long term care. Yeah. But next to long term care. But like, that's an oh, easy so. fix. Like everywhere in BC, there is still someone at the door monitoring how many people are going into the grocery store. I mean, I it need helps. That here. Yeah. It does help. For sure, it helps. Yeah. But, and because like yeah. even at Superstore, you have people going all directions and you're like shimmying and like, yeah, yeah I don't know. But yeah, no, man, it just to yeah, rest this conversation. Your mind. No, it didn't rest it. It made me not want to go back to work even <laughs> fucking more. So thank you. Now I am extending my mat leave. I am not. This is an issue that we've been dealing with is that people who've been off for a long time, they don't want to come back to work because they, because like Jen and I, we never stopped going to work. Right. And we, like, we understand the protocols that are in place and we understand everything else that's going on. Yeah. Okay. She's addicted to work. Yeah. No, it's fine. Just wear a mask, wash your hands, keep distance. My best friend from work is like Asian. So she's like, like Asians are like, uh, I hate to say Asians are, but like every (laughs) Asian person I've talked to about this coronavirus are like super freaked out about it. They are the rule followers. Well, not all all of them. Yeah. The ones that I've talked to, super rule followers. There's like 1.4 billion of them that were a little negligent. The, the I, don't wanna, is, I don't want to come back positive, Jen. I have a son at home. And the reality is there's so many people who have it at this point in time that it doesn't matter where you work. You are exposed to it any time you go out of your house, which is why you should yeah, be quarantined, period, go right? Out of my house. Yeah. So, you know, but in terms of work, I mean, they provide you with PPE. We had a couple of cases at work and because of the PPE and the protocols we had in place. Well, I can't they really say on air. They did not catch it at work. No, they did not. Exactly. No, they absolutely did not catch it at work. No, but the point is anybody who worked with them could have, right? Because they came to work COVID positive before we knew. But the point is that there was protocols in place that protected everybody else from doing it. There's a vaccine yeah, I'm going to get it. And yeah. if you work in a hospital, you'll get it. I'm going to get it. I'm 100% going to yeah. get it. And the reality is if you're a rule but follower. But I don't know. Will it- <laughs> I, I don't like, will it make a difference? Yes. 95% effectiveness. People are, saying it's, people are saying that you have to get it repeatedly like the flu shot. You do. You have to get well, it twice. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. I like, don't get the flu shot. Well, that's so a choice you make. Yeah. 
because this isn't a flu. I feel like Amanda's just showed up to the pandemic. Jesus. Amanda, Amanda, you got a lot to catch up Holy on. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, next up. Do you do you know that you can't go to the bar? <laughs> I mean, I Did don't you know yeah, you can't get together I mean, with your friends for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the gym is closed. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't go to the gym because I didn't know. Anyways, I digress. Next up. Let's talk about 2020. Well, we're not going to talk about how much 2020 sucked because we know that. So everybody has to say one thing they were grateful for in 2020. Uh, I was grateful that I got closer to my family. Okay. If you could make it funny, that would be great. Okay. Uh... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. There's not much that's funny about 2020. Or heartwarming. Well, that's nice. You got closer to your family. I got closer to my family because I had to quarantine with my, you know, cohort at the beginning. And my cohort ended up being most of my neighbors, which are mostly family. And so we got together almost every weekend for the first little while, which we hadn't done in years. And so it was really nice to build up that cohort. And now we're closer than we've ever been. And if 2020 hadn't have happened, that wouldn't have happened, period. Okay, great. Yeah. Lucy, how about you? Yeah, I think sometimes during this year, I felt like I was 16 again. I had, there was nothing going on, you know, I don't know. It was fun. It was there fun. Was, there was fun times. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. <laughs> well, like. <laughs> she also summered in Tofino yeah. where she had a good time, I'm sure. Yeah. And also just the, the thing is like, you know, a lot of my friends lost their jobs. A lot of people lost their jobs. I lost my job. I just graduated from university. So I think it was much easier to get together with friends and there was like nothing else to do. Everything was closed. Everyone was just like hanging out and like, yeah, it's just, yeah. I will dovetail on that. There was so little to do that. I started going to therapy. So <laughs> yay for me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I just felt young. Again. Okay. Amanda. Well, I guess you had a baby during 2020, didn't you? I mean, honestly, like she's be, obviously I, grateful for that. And she was completely unaware that there was a pandemic. Yeah, like, I, I can't relate <laughs> to everyone else. I was busy at home with a newborn. And yeah, but you were also more isolated. So I'm sure it was difficult. So with my family, not really like. Mom, so what, mom what are you grateful for? Then? Came by. Like, well, let's that's be true. Real here. That's a whole so, other. I, I, I have to ask Amanda, what are you doing with what are you doing with your right boob? <laughs> I'm trying to cover it because I'm like <laughs> it's not I'm not looking at your right that. boob except that you keep like jiggling it no I keep covering it first of all since okay David, I'll she's be only covering it because you keep talking also, about it also ever since I got pregnant and my boobs have been filled with milk they're constantly falling out of things so I need to constantly be sure that they're still in the bra but they're tucked away yeah even I went up I went and just bought a like double D <laughs> 40 whatever double d did you hear that david and i I still fucking fall out so i just need to make sure things are in where they need to be but no for me i had a baby (sighs) and that really just consumed all of my attention and time okay what are you grateful for (laughs) (laughs) fuck she doesn't get public health orders she doesn't get grateful i'm grateful for my son and my family and that's about it okay that's something but there like, were there's times, no epiphany for me. Yeah, but there were times year. when I was here in the springtime and I was like, wow, it must be nice to have a kid right now. Like that, that just, that's a huge distraction to have. For like sure. this bundle mm-hmm. of joy just arrived. I don't know if she oh, would no, describe it as a bundle of joy. <laughs> it, joy. it made you think about nothing else but how bad you wanted fucking sleep. You just had to survive each yes. day. Yeah. <laughs> 
there's no but what bundle else do of I think if there's any time to raise a baby in a well, pandemic never, where you can't do shit like you're not missing out it's on funny anything. everyone kept saying that to me like oh what a great time to raise a baby and yes and no <laughs> like there were definitely things I had planned for Adonis like I wanted us to go into swimming lessons together that never panned out obviously after six months of postpartum I wanted to get back to the gym and get my body back in order that never panned out but like honestly uh I don't miss going to work given the fact that I Clearly. work in the hospital yeah. and it's co-infected I certainly don't miss having to get up and get myself ready for the day like I can just wear my pajamas all day that's nice you know well, all right know. Debbie Downer over there what are you grateful for this is usually a hard uh, exercise for you. No, it's not. I think I've done it because I've answered this a couple of times. We did this uh, last time. Uh, I'm grateful for, I think, because last time we asked for three things we were grateful for. And I said, one, I was grateful for my daughter wrecked her car. And I realized when I was editing that last podcast that we threw in the garbage, <laughs> when I said I was, I was, the things I was grateful for when my daughter wrecked her car, that she wasn't hurt. Right. Yeah. Like it was it it was like inches away from being a really bad accident. But then we spent the summer fixing the car and stuff like that. And her and I, you know, we had a lot of good memories from it, uh, too. I'm really glad that we started this podcast. Yeah, true. Like all, all the things that I've hoped to achieve from it have been, you know, we've achieved more than that, yeah. I guess. And the third one. I don't remember what the third one was. I had, I didn't have a bad summer. It was nice going camping and it was, you know, fun doing stuff like that. I, I, I think at work, even though things are kind, were really, really terrible, I think that we saw the best in some people and that was good to see, right? But yeah, I'm, I'm completely looking forward to 2021 and I can't wait till this horrible fucking year is over. And yeah, you're not supposed to different. say you're looking forward to 2021 or that 2021 is going to be your year. We're just going to go in quietly yeah, and, yeah, and don't agree. touch anything and just, you know, <laughs> see how it plays out. Yeah. I'm not seeing that TikTok <laughs> David. Yeah, don't set the don't bar too high. Yeah. Okay, I, I won't. I, I apologize. <laughs> I just don't think things can get much worse than this year. Tomorrow's Friday. True. It's not 2021. It's just fucking Friday, all right? <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> don't you guys want to know why I'm wearing a dress? Yes. Uh, it's David. Is I've it seen a you. Holiday? No, here, I've seen David in a years? Speedo and a dress. So. I've seen both. No, well, you haven't actually seen me in the dress. You should just see the top you should, of it. You should do a twirl. You should. Twirl. I can't. I'm in a. I'm in a tiny little closet. Twirl and bend over. <laughs> were you, Were you at the meet meeting thing where I first wore this? No, I no. wasn't. Oh yeah, so I'm wearing a muumu. Like if you ever watched Homer Simpson, the the Simpsons episode, yeah, where Homer got really really fat and he had to wear a muumu. We had this thing where I was supposed to try to eat a giant steak and I failed miserably because the steak was super salty. And they had to order it from I, the U.S. and like yeah, it had a really fun yeah. review from like all the fat women in the U.S. who wear this and so yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like huge women. Yeah, it's a it's it's a five XL house dress. <laughs> It's huge. It's huge. And David but I thought, loves it. Yeah. And I thought there's a couple of things that really sum up uh, 2020. And I thought, you know, I'm going to end this year really trying to hit something out of the ballpark. So if there's one thing about 2020, it's Zooms, right? And we're recording on one thing, but we're looking at each other on a Zoom. And uh, you guys are all looking at me and I'm looking at you. And I, you know, no, you're not Amanda, stop. You're not looking at us. You're looking at her right boob, but carry on. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, and Amanda stopped playing with her boob for a minute, but the uh, the other thing was uh, people doing inappropriate things on Zoom. Oh, that's been fun to watch. Yeah. Right. So I was like, I was like, it would be fun to do something really inappropriate on Zoom. 
Yeah, who's that guy? The guy. Oh, there's been a few. I can't remember his name. Some guys are like. But there was that 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 huge guy who was like, what was? I can't even remember anything. My fucking brain. The TikTok thing? No, it's like all over. Like people would go to Zoom meetings. (laughs) Amanda's like, was it on TikTok? (laughs) No, they haven't released it. There was a guy who was. They were getting ready for the for election night, and was it the New York Times or the Washington? I can't remember what it was. I know he was on NPR, but. He was a really, really big guy, and they were having a Zoom where they were basically getting ready for uh, election night coverage, and they were planning for it, and they were doing, like, uh-huh. role-playing and things like that. And then they had a breakout, and the guy left to take another call. And then he came back, and apparently, I guess, he didn't know that the Zoom had restarted. And he's like, well, I got my computer in front of me, like all guys will. I'm going to get a little bit of porn, and I'm going to do the old five-knuckle shuffle. <laughs> but everybody was watching him. He started masturbating and online. Sure oh, did. Yeah, he started start jerking off. Yeah. So I thought, well, that's that would be fun would be to jerk off <laughs> while I was on a Zoom. Not and I was like, not this I'm like, one. there's, there's got to be a way to top that. Right. And then I thought, well, I bet you if you could jerk off on a Zoom with your on the Zoom, that would be the okay, that would be something. And then it's like and then you and then I'm like, no, I bet you I could top that. I bet you I could top that. What if I could jerk off on a Zoom with my and her sisters? <laughs> Bye. And they would and they would never know. Anyway, that's that's why I'm wearing a dress. Oh my god. I'm like, he no. didn't. Oh, he yeah. would have to find it first. We've already established it's an inch and a half, so it's fine. Oh. <laughs> actually, actually, it's funny that you say that. It's funny that you say that. Because I am sitting here. Actually, the reason I'm wearing it is because it's hot in here. It's really, really hot in here. And this is the coolest piece of uh, uh, clothing I own. It's probably an inch. That's not even an inch and a half because it's so hot in there. (laughs) No, it is literally like a fucking inch. Like if I could show you guys. Like I know, Alyssa, this shocks you. uh, But this has been and a lot of the stuff we haven't actually put on the podcast. We're talking about how when a guy's cold and he's not thinking about sex is like there's certain guys who dicks get smaller. Because we had this guy in a podcast with a really big dick. Yeah, she listened. Uh, I listened to your podcast. Did she? Yeah, she loves my cocktail wiener joke. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't. We we went on and on and on and on and on. Well, I went on and on and on about it when I was drunk. Yeah, you were fangirling hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of wish Caroline would get home from work right now and she would come in here so I could be like, look, look, tell, tell everybody how big it is. Because I'm because it worked. I wore the I wore the muumu, so it's nice and cool in here. I'm not sweating. I'm not uncomfortably warm. But literally, my dick is an inch and a half. <laughs> oh well, that's a good note to end it on. It is. Oh, I notice. Uh, I, I notice the, the look. I wish we'd recorded the Zoom so Every that we could. Podcasts have... I've listened to. Jen's been the one to be like, "All right, it's time to go." <laughs> Hello, I'm dealing with David. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I, uh... I, I wish. I wish we'd been recording the Zoom so that at the end there, I could have had Lucy's face. (laughs) She was having one of those, what the fuck is going on moments. Listen, we're going to go make steak and crab. So this is... Oh, are you? That's awesome. I know. We're excited. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, if one of you could show up here in three and a half hours, I don't care which one it is. Jen or Lucy. Well, you all you all sound like Jen. It'll it'll either it'll either be Jen or it'll be environmental Jen or it'll be I love black cock Jen. Yeah, either one is a win, quite frankly. Yeah, they all work. They all work because you guys all sound the same. Really? We all sound the same. I sound the same. You all, you, no, when I was, yeah, you all have the exact same voice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like the same tone of voice. So we're no, not, like on the podcast, like I had a hard time differentiating between Amanda and I. What? No. I did. You guys even use the same phrases, same voice. Like same words, same everything. <laughs> we hang out a lot. Yeah. 
We're sisters. What yeah. can we do? All right. Signing off. Three sisters in the closet. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a, ha- have a happy new year. Thank you for listening to the Loose and Conversational podcast. Catch us every week at looseandconversational.com. You can reach us through the website or email directly at opq72 at looseandconversational.com. That's O as in hour, H as in hour, P as in pseudonym, E as in urn, U as in urn, K as in knob, E as in I, I as in I, W as in right, 72 at loose and conversational, spelt just like it sounds. Bye, everyone.